Welcome to our very first interview podcast with Michael and Marilyn on our Empowered Podcast. And I'm so excited because we don't have to just talk about ourselves anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So when when you and I, we first started talking about this a couple of weeks, well, planning the the shows out um, when we knew it was going to be a go. And so you and I, we were talking and and, uh, just kind of came out of the blue about... I said, we need Steffi, which was formerly Stephanie, (laughs) but I met her at the age of 14, so I call her Steffi. (laughs) Because we were talking about kids and like children and like how, you know, my niece, when she was, you know, three or four years old, she knew how to do an iPad before, Mm -hmm. like no instructions, just knew. Like, how does that happen? Like they're already hardwired. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so that was going to be, we just decided like, hey, this is going to be our first um, and it happened within like just a couple of minutes. We talked yes. about it. You said X. Let me call. Let me call Stephanie. See what's going on. And then you said, "We need her mom to be here too yes. because well, she it. is the pioneer in all of this." And then you called, and and they said, "Oh, <laughs> great! We're we're doing a meeting about that in the morning <laughs> on Friday morning. So sure, we'll just come right over and." record with you and continue the conversation. Yeah. So how fabulous is that? Yeah. It so manifested it beautifully. Perfect. Just was meant to be. So. so I can't wait to dive in. So Marilyn, I'm going to let you introduce and yes. we're going to take it from there. And we're just going to have a really great conversation about what it's like to be a conscious child in the world today and what it's like to be the mother of a conscious child and raising... Am I still a child? Yeah. <laughs> like, everybody's being all woke and stuff, right? <laughs> so. I'm 21 yes. now. <laughs> yes. And I, and I did mention that in our, in our other segment. I love it. Um, however, you have learned a lot. You mm-hmm. are very evolved consciously for a 21-year-old. And I'm so excited that you are working with teenagers and 20-somethings to help them figure out, and and as you navigate through it yourself Mm -hmm. also, how you can work together to figure out how to use this energy stuff that you already feel, that you already know in our world. And then, but it's important because you wouldn't be so evolved if you didn't have the support of your mom. Always. It's a tag team. That's what we always say. It's like, I wouldn't be exactly where I am without her being able to support me. And yeah. So this is Stephanie Elsperman and Jackie Elsperman are our guests today. And we're thrilled, thrilled, thrilled to have you. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Yes, yes. So actually, let's start with Jackie. Yes. So how, how did you first realize that... Um, Steffi or your children had this these energy gifts or that they were feeling things that were not obvious to a lot of other people? Um, well, I would have to say that there was a long period of time where we were unconscious to a lot of it. And it was a very challenging time um, for our family. And our energies were all mixed in together. And um, we didn't have a lot of boundaries. We had very porous boundaries. And we were all fixing each other. And so, therefore, it wasn't until I started to take my own energy and understand what that meant, my own energy into account and really focusing on myself, 
um, that I started to understand um, how sensitive the kids were and what that looked like and that I grew up being sensitive and I had no idea what that meant. Exactly. That's what we were just mm-hmm. talking about. We grew up sensitive and didn't know. And we weren't supposed to know yet. Mm-mm. And so when you talked about that, most families were unconscious at that time period too. Right. And so then you have a lot of anxiety, depression, um, you know, addictions. I grew up with a lot of that stuff. And so then noticing that the children, that the kids were um, expressing those things and that they had some of those oversensitivities and the fight or flight would get turned on really easily. And we lived in a basically, mm-hmm. the entire family lived in a fight or flight yeah. um, mm-hmm. environment. I was always worried. Always worried. Always because worried about everything. What, what were you worried about? I was worried about random things. I was a perfectionist even from like preschool. And um, my favorite book was Wember- Wemberly Worries. Um, <laughs> yeah. They wrote a book about worry. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. To help Great. us kids. That was before all the Hay House books. But, <laughs> but, um, I was worried about random things like getting to school on time. Um, everything sensory. So like all of my clothes had to feel a certain way. Yes. Um, I was really sensitive to that. We Very were, type A. We were just talking about age. this morning about her. One of the biggest struggles was getting to church and Stephanie didn't want to wear shoes. She didn't want anything on her feet. feet. And (laughs) we would battle and make her put shoes on instead of allowing her not to wear shoes, you know, because that was difficult for her. Why couldn't she go to church without shoes on? I mean, honestly. Because it wasn't okay in those days. Do you know why you didn't want to wear shoes? Honestly, I mean, I've always loved to be barefoot. They called me Mowgli as a child. Like, I would be a jungle girl if I could. Um, I think it, it was how they felt. Again, it was like they were too tight or... Honestly, looking back now, it's probably because I wanted to be more grounded. I was just getting ready to say that. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) (laughs) you led me there with that look. (laughs) I just read an article about grounding. Well, yeah. I mean, it makes total sense why I wanted to just be, like, connected with nature, touch my food, like, all of that. I just kind of wanted to be immersed in it and feel more grounded probably than I felt at the time. So things that she was innately doing, she was told were not okay by us because Mm -hmm. that didn't look normal. You know, and so shutting down intuition, shutting down intuition and saying that, you know, what you're feeling is not normal or is not or your coping skills aren't okay because they're not right. right They're too big or too, you know, and we were also energetically sensitive that Stephanie was very loud and very expressive and very big energy. And we we would want her to tone it down, down. (laughs) tone it down, put it in a box. You know why you wanted her to do that? Because it felt overwhelming energetically to to me as a mom. I felt like it was just a lot of energy for me. And I was always um, like, I need a lot of alone time. I need a lot of space to clear and to not feel like I had to take that on. But I grew up in a very um, emotionally sensitive, everybody, everybody had hurt feelings all the time. So I, I didn't know why everyone's feelings were hurt. I thought that was my fault. And so it was um, learning that it wasn't my fault and that everybody could be their own person. And my mom had her own stuff. My dad had his own stuff. I have my stuff. My husband had his stuff. You know, we're all allowed to feel the way we're allowed to feel. But but Stephanie, um, yeah, I just I would think it just felt very overwhelming to me, her big energy. 
And it didn't feel right to let her eat all of her food with her fingers. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're also looking at, like, looking like a perfect family. Right. Um, there are all those things that tell you you have to look a certain way to be successful or you have to act a certain way to be successful or to fit societal norms. And I think we didn't realize that there were other options or you didn't always have to look perfect. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that was part of the times. It was oh, part for of the sure. Times. It's yeah. definitely part of the times. It's a different yeah. time now as they're learning how to, um, they know their energy already. They feel, they get the energy piece, whereas they're trying to um, incorporate it into the regular world, whereas our generation understands the regular world but is waking up energetically, and so we're trying to bring in the energy piece. And so. Sorry? And they already have it. And they already have mm-hmm. it. And they just take, they put the two pieces together, and then all they need is just the connector cable to put it together, and off they go. And they're manifesting right. like crazy, left and right. They're dreaming their worlds into being. And, yes. it's, and it's easy for them once they understand what the rules are. <laughs> right. <laughs> there are no so, rules. But, so for know. these other moms who don't know this yet, there's also this in-between space because, you know, it wasn't automatically letting them tap into their own consciousness when they were born because you were still following society rules. How did it feel to to help them go through that transition of, okay, now that we've taught you the society rules, guess what? I want you to tap back into your own intuition. It was mm. scary as anything. And it, <laughs> they got mad. They got really, there was well, a lot of, they were, it was, it was, it's like taking the um, security blanket away. Right. I think a big part of it was going from trying to fix all of our feelings or make us feel better all the time um, and going towards like allowing us to make our own decisions. And that's how I got back in touch with my intuition was figuring out what I wanted to do, not what I should be doing or living up to people's expectations. And obviously, yeah, that was scary because that led me down different paths where I had to learn my lessons in a really big way um, and sometimes into like deeper, darker things. But ultimately, like having the support to come back through and like that's how my intuition has gotten stronger. Does that does that make sense? Yes. What time frame was that? Like that you so, started, ex, you know, sensing, facing that and yeah. then hitting some of those darker times, right? Yeah. Like what, what time frame was that and what was that like? So the time frame was probably from when I started seeing you. No, before that. Like around when I was like 13, 14. Mm-hmm. Um, and the big thing was I got concussions and I know that started my mom on um, – getting interested in a lot of, like, healing and energy. Um, but I got a couple of concussions playing volleyball, and then um, I ended up dealing with, like, a lot of anxiety and depression afterwards. Um, not diagnosed, but just, like, differences that I could definitely tell. Um, and things progressively got worse, and I developed an eating disorder um, at 14, right when I started high school my freshman year, and then um, started modeling throughout high school, and thought it was, like, everything that I wanted. I was living my dream and all of this. But ultimately, it was really not a good place for me mentally, emotionally, physically, and all that. And I honestly got to a point where I was suffering so much that by the age of 16, I was like, if this is what my life is going to be like until I'm 40, I was like, I can't do that. I can't do this anymore. And so my big epiphany waking up was I was literally, like, on my bathroom floor crying 
not knowing why, just being in such pain and something, a voice greater than myself just said, no, there has to be something better. And if my mom would have saved me from all of that pain and said, no, you're not going to do this, like, I mean, obviously there's a piece where you have to make sure that your child is safe and okay, but if she wouldn't have let me go down that path, then I would not have had the big spiritual awakening um, that I had at 16 and a half-ish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, what? We talked about that in, in, in the last episode, how sometimes those things that, feel so awful in the yeah. moment are really offering you a gift mm-hmm. to open up and really Truly. find who you are. But in that moment, it's hard to feel grateful yeah. for that. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I wouldn't trade those experiences for the wor- world because honestly, that was when I started making decisions for myself and what felt good to me and not according to what I thought would please other people. Right. And that was huge yes yeah and to have someone support you through all of it is amazing yeah how was that going through that for you Jackie um well it's diff. if you look at it from a human perspective it's difficult to watch your child struggle um and I could have looked at it and like like Stephanie said try and save her from it because it was too much for me to bear to watch her have pain but I knew that in order for her to get to that next level, that she would have to be able to walk through the pain and know and surrender to God, to spirit, and allow that to happen. And you can only do that when you get to a point where you're reaching for not me, not her father, not anybody else, but you reach for spirit. And when you make that connection, there's no turning back. (laughs) Your life becomes a miracle. (laughs) And... It's amazing. And I wanted that so much for my children. And it's not for me. I want that for everyone. And we all want that for everyone. It's not for us to decide when someone has that experience. I have to, you have to allow that to happen. Exactly. Whenever it happens. Although it's terrifying. It can be. It can be terrifying. And it's not to say that, you know, old programs don't come back up and bring some of that back into your life. And then you... Um, question whether or not um, it's really gone, but you trust and you know that it's just another piece, it's just another moving towards the light. It's another piece that they need in order to let go of the old programming. Mm-hmm. It's just incredible to do that at such a, like a young mm-hmm. age. You well, know? that's what I'm seeing is just that that age, starting high school at 14, is such a pivotal time. Mm-hmm. because that is where your bubble, first of all, is super small because you think that your world just exists inside of like the walls of your high school and at home. And it's like you don't really have an idea that there is so much bigger, um, so much more outside of just your small bubble. And then you have all of your friends and society and parents like putting these expectations on you and you don't realize the freedom that you have to be unique or to listen to yourself. You're just like trying to deal with all of it in the best way possible. Um, yeah, so I see that there's such a need for support at that age. Well, and in this day and age, the kids go from one activity to another, and they can't even feel themselves anymore. They're just operating under what what's the next thing? Well, I'm great at soccer, so now I need right. a soccer, um, you know, um, 
Well, I noticed I was doing a lot of things because I could do them and not because I wanted to. Right. So you just automatically fall into doing the next thing and then they shut off all of their, what is it that I like to do? I'm just doing this because all my friends Mm. are doing it. My parents think it's good for me and I'm good at it, so I should do it. So I should go. And if I want to be better and if I want to be a success, I have to keep overriding the system. So they're overriding the guidance system and not listening to stop, slow down. Okay, when you say guidance system, what do you mean? Like their guidance? Their own intuition. Talk more about that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Listening to their gut feelings. So Stephanie is, um, she's a physical empath and she feels everyone's feelings. And so she grew up with stomach aches since the time she was teeny tiny little. She would feel everyone's stuff and put it all in her stomach or, (laughs) you know, or not, or feel things and then not know. I was always nervous. She's always nervous. And didn't learn, um, you know, when a kid has a stomachache, you give them something to make it go away instead of figuring out why. Right. Like, we went to so many doctors. And I think one doctor told me I should go see a psychologist. And it wasn't until years later that I actually went. And, yeah. Was it the psychologist? Did the psychologist, uh, was it beneficial to you? Um, so I started seeing, um, a psychologist, Aaron Shannon. Yeah. Who does energy work. Yeah. Who does energy work, but I'm trying to remember the age probably was before. No, it was after I saw you. So it was about like 14. I think I referred you You to her. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, she's doing, she's, she's too much. Like go see Aaron. Um, and she truly like, I credit her to saving some of my life to be honest because she was incredibly beneficial because she understood the energy piece and she was super I mean she is so smart and she just gets it kind of and obviously for a while I'm sure there was a disconnect because she knew that I was struggling especially during my eating disorder and I wasn't willing to admit it or to be real with myself but ultimately like I think everyone needs someone else to talk to that's not their parents or their friends for sure yeah. So is the eating disorder, it's, it's in the past, right? It's in the past. I think it's something that, like, I don't want to say I'll always deal with it. I think it's something I would never go back to in its severity as it was because it, it just doesn't make sense to me anymore. I think that, like, there are beliefs that do come up on a daily basis, especially with social media and everything, but it's been my greatest teacher in learning how to love myself through anything and to accept my body and to feel grounded in who I was. Cause ultimately the eating disorder was me not wanting to be in this body anymore, mm-hmm. kind of from a spiritual level. Um, and so I've really had to accept being in this body and being grounded onto this planet and knowing that my purpose is here and it's not anywhere else. So this is really, a lot of people have this. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. I even had touches of when I was 16-ish. Yeah. Sort of it's, in that, in that, it's that spot, age, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, like, wanting to fit in, like, mm-hmm. all of that. It's actually control. Like, for mm-hmm. me, it was... Right. I could control something that everything was out of control. Mm-hmm. So, what was it for you? Like, so, say somebody's listening to this, and mm-hmm. they don't have the spiritual connect yet, but they definitely have, like, the eating disorder. They're mm-hmm. aware of that. They may not tell anybody, but they're living with it. Yeah. Like, what would you share with that... that that girl that's listening to this or that, that guy that's listening to this, that's in high school that doesn't have that connector piece Mm -hmm. 
to the spiritual side of right. things or the lesson side of things. So it's one mm-hmm. thing to talk about, and I got the lesson of it, yeah. but like, what would you share with that person that doesn't know what the next step is? I think, first of all, I never realized how much better life could be once I decided that I wanted to get healthy and not only physically healthy, but mentally healthy. Cause that's the biggest piece is you can look a certain way and you can look like you're struggling with an eating disorder or not. Like you can look any way, but it's the mental piece that is so hard and you don't realize how much energy and time it consumes and how many relationships are hurt by that energy and time consumed in your mind, thinking about food or habits or whatever. And just know that it gets better, especially when you ask other people for help and are truly honest with yourself. Because for the longest time, I ignored it or thought I could manage it because I wanted to keep modeling, to keep my status, to look a certain way. Um, and I wanted to maintain all of that. And I knew that getting help or going through recovery or just honestly being real with myself meant that I would probably have to strip all of the labels that I once had and that I once defined myself as. And that was scary because that meant I was like I don't know who I am without this whoa (laughs) yeah and so the piece I want to add to that is Stephanie could handle anything she grew up her first some of her first words were I do it I do it so you're talking about the control and it's that not surrendering not allowing yourself to surrender what am I surrendering to and how do I do that? If I'm always able to control and I always make things happen and I can be who I, I can get whatever I want and I can make things right. happen, I can be a model, I can be a top athlete, I can be a su- successful student, I can control all those things. But if I let go of those things, how do I, who am I? Like Stephanie yeah. was saying, it's that surrender. What, do, what are you surrendering to? I just didn't know my purpose in the world. So again, like I was basing my reality off of other people's expectations. Like I had people telling me like, oh, I was meant to model. Oh no, I was meant to play volleyball. I mean, this was just in high school. Um, And so I was like, well, okay, is that my purpose in the world? Truly, it didn't make me feel good internally, but I didn't know my passions. I didn't, my mom asked me like, is there one thing that like brings you joy or like purpose or passion? I remember her asking me this in the car in high school and I was like, I was so lost. I had no idea how to answer that. So don't you think, though, that almost all high school students would not know how to answer that question authentically? Mm -hmm. I mean, you really jumped into that early and tapped into that energy of who you are. I, I don't know that there's too many high school students who even know what their purpose <laughs> well, is, or they might be coming there. people that are in their 50s that don't know. Yes. What well, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly, exactly what I was going to say, is that it, I came to the question, what do I like? And being a mom of... And then you asked me. I had thrown myself into everything about them, and I was numb to my own yes. life. And so I didn't know what that meant. Mm. And so I sat and I journaled, and I, my pen didn't go anywhere. Uh, and I just said, I make it go, s- just write something, figure out this pen feels good in my hand. I mean, I had, I couldn't feel. And so if I couldn't feel, um, and once I started to understand what joy was or what things brought me joy, I wanted my kids to be able to associate feeling good. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean exactly? Yeah. Yes. And where does that live in your body? I feel good. You had to take care of yourself first before right. you could open up space mm-hmm. for them. Absolutely. Yeah. I've heard you say that like three times. And that was my experience too. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that, Same that's thing. what most parents yes. don't ever do. Like, cause we've yeah. been, we've had classes yes. before and that it, I don't have kids, but like I, that question comes up in, in mm-hmm. classes about, well, how can I be conscious when my kids are screaming at me at five o'clock in the right. morning? Right. When we start, you know, <laughs> the first thing you do yeah. is meditate. I mean, I feel, but like, uh-huh. you know, I'm like, do it anyway. So I, I can't really speak to that as a parent, but like, what's your take on that? Like, as far as. So the psychologist told me that um, the kids don't listen to what you say. They watch what you do. Yeah. They watch your energy. They watch how you behave and what you're vibrating. And so if you're saying, but we always tell them they can do, just do your best. That's all we want. But you're sitting there as a perfect person, perfectly dressed, and you never make a mistake, and you always have an answer, and you can always figure it out. Kids don't know that, what does that, I mean, I can't fail because they they don't fail. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a huge thing was when I saw you starting to take time for yourself, First of all, I didn't love it because that meant that she wasn't there to fix all my problems because I was very codependent. And I think a lot of empathic kids are very codependent on their moms or a parent. Um, And when she took time for herself, I was like, what are you doing? You're not always available to me anymore. And so I was angry at it for a while. But ultimately, in the end, it's taught me that like that's something that I need. And I know that she needs it. And we respect that for each other. And it's definitely changed our relationship. Yeah, I think it's so important for all parents. Yeah, so now there's there's kids older than you. There's women that are our age who mm-hmm. still don't feel like they've got a grasp on this. But I think we want to let them know that it's not, it's never too late. It's, it's never too late. Always. Right. <laughs> Right, and that there's time for all of us to open up. Right, because growth is unlimited, Mm -hmm. but there's time for all of us to, no matter where we are, to move forward and to see our authentic self and demonstrate self-care to our kids, even if our kids are adults. And what I'd like to add is that there's going to be an adjustment period. And so Mm -hmm. when you're making new neural pathways, creating a new way of being, and choosing a new avenue, there's going to be, it's going to want to pull you back to the old way because that's comfortable. Mm -hmm. It's comfortable to feel everybody's stuff, to take care of everyone's stuff. But when I'm making this new way for myself, it's going to feel good, but there's going to be that old pull back, you know, and it's to just keep going, just keep going, you know, feel the old stuff, but keep moving forward and know that it's, I'm sorry? I said mom guilt. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It yeah, really like, well, is. How dare I be taking time for myself? It's almost like you have myself. to put your fingers in your ears and go, oh, no, 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 I'm going yeah. anyway. I'm, d- I'm diving and I got to keep going. Yeah. So th- th- you do, and but like, but I think that's a really, that's a very crucial point to, to drive home is that if you don't take care of yourself mm-hmm. first, if you're not aligned first, you can't be really, inf- we talk about that in general as a public, but it's it's another thing to relate that to being a mom. Or a dad. Or a dad. Or dad. You're in a family. Yes. You're emanating energy wherever you are. So if you come home and you're in a bad mood or for you wake up in a bad mood, that's being spread throughout the house. And so know that everyone's going to be affected in some way or another, or not, but you know it, it, it's going to be there. And so really 
try and get yourself in a good place and be clear and clear your own energy before you and set your intention for the day before you engage with everyone else. Mm -hmm. That's like, that's, that's, that's yeah. how it works. It has to work exactly. that way. That's why they always say, Put your oxygen mask on first. Right. So that's where we start, right? Right. That's where yeah. you encourage everybody to start, whether well, they're young or they're the adult. Either way, you got to mm -hmm. start with self care. Yeah, I always knew when something was up with my parents. Like, <laughs> like if they were if they were trying to be like, oh, like everything's fine, it's all good. I'd be like, no, wait, what's wrong? Like, really, what's wrong? And they would be like, no, nothing. And that just bugged me so much and so I think like being transparent to an extent with your feelings with, with your feelings and mm -hmm. and showing that it's okay to talk about those things and that they don't have to be stuffed under is so important yeah that we've gotten to that place I mean it's taken so long to get to that place but everybody just wants to be heard mm -hmm. and seen you know even in the within the family not only in society and outward but um really see, listening to your kids, even though you may not understand or may not agree. I don't always agree with the way Stephanie sees things because it's her own perspective, but I allow her to voice it and it is her perspective. So things are the way they are for her. Mm -hmm. And they're, for me, maybe different, but that's, it's not because just because I'm her parent doesn't mean that she should see it my way or she should change how she feels. Right. So I love that. Tell me, like, what's going on, like, now? Like, so what's going on how now? How is this, like, <laughs> I, I get this. We could talk about this and dive into this for days. Oh, like, my gosh. So, we could yeah. keep talking. You know, I'm already thinking about, like, what we could, <laughs> mm -hmm. like, the family, how energy affects the family in a house. I never thought about that So you said that. That's really cool. But, like, for, for today, like... Um, like what's going on in your life today? Like what's the thing that you're most excited about? Mm. Well, project wise. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a group called Soul Circle, which is basically we get together um, ages around like 13, 14 to I'm 21. So obviously I'm there. Um, and we talk about what it means to be an empath, but also functioning in like the real world with friends and with family and kind of understanding energy and why we might be feeling a certain way. Um, so that's a really fun thing. And then coming soon, I think at the end of September, I'll be starting a group called Get Real, which, um, is a group for young adults age like 21 and up to talk about kind of like real world things where we can talk without a filter and talk about whether that's like relationships, social scenes, um, all of those things, because we all, we all get energy on, on some sort of level and we just want other people to connect with who really understand us so um yeah those I are two things so great there's great. one other thing okay. <laughs> um there's also another mentorship program that i'm starting with my friend Paige. um we are demoing it at parkway west high school but basically it's called Empowered. Different spelling, guys. <laughs> what? I know. Because we're in sync. Um, it's E M asterisk powered, basically. Um, and that's kind of like speaking to the whole high school girls demographic because I know that's both places like where we struggled a lot. Um, as I was saying, I 
dealt with an eating disorder starting at age 14 and just feeling like there's such a need for more positive role models in life and not necessarily that that's going to be um, like a spiritually focused thing, but just really learning how to navigate and knowing that your reality is a reflection of yourself, not other people's stuff. So, yeah. That's great. That's so exciting. Those are like my little babies that I'm working on this fall. So, yes. yeah. I love it. That's very important. Yay. Jackie, like, what's going on with you? Like, what's, what are you excited about? <laughs> I'm excited about um, my passion is really um, working with clients one-on-one and teaching them how to open up to their intuition. And so you work with people, too. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's, um, it's a special place. I'm a Reiki master healer, and Marilyn's actually my Reiki mama. <laughs> and that led to some other modalities. But it's really teaching women how to open up to the energy, to subtle energy that they feel, um, and empowering them with um, something that they already have and a, a gift that they already have. Yes. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you. Yeah, this, is, this has been so cool. Um, having you guys here, thank you for coming here today Thanks and sharing a little bit. I know we could talk about honor. this for so long. <laughs> I just think this is really so important to start having these conversations that this just starts getting out there because they're not talking about it and you know what you focus on mm-hmm. expands and it's just time to focus on things that I that I consciously want to expand and this conversation is one of them. So I appreciate your your um, impacting that today and coming down and, and um being our first guest thank on our you. interview. Thank you so much. What an honor. Yes. Yeah, I'm so excited. And I want to say to our listeners, too, if you have any questions about what Jackie and Stephanie were talking about today or things that didn't make sense, please, please feel free to reach out to any of us. Absolutely. And um, mm-hmm. we would like to continue to address this in our, in our show, yeah. Living Consciously. And everybody find their purpose. Yeah. Yes. Would that be cool? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would be awesome. Amen. Especially Thank at a young you. age. Yeah. Yeah. Any well, time. Abraham Any always age. says it's joy. <laughs> oh, know? yes. Like the purpose is joy. Obviously. And I think sometimes that gets a little collapsed, you know, mm-hmm. like mm. my purpose is joy. Yes, it is. But there's a, there's also something else there that gives you, like, I believe there's an expression inside of it. So once that is expressed, that, mm-hmm. that expression yeah. results in bringing us joy. So. Agreed. doesn't matter how you get there as long as you get there. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. exactly. Well, I appreciate it. Yay. Thank you so much. Thank Yay. you. Yay. Yay.